census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I'm your host, Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. We are here brought to you live-ish. Oh, it's live for me anyways. Is it live or is it Memorex? I don't think it's either. Uh, But uh, we are brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network and Deadly Grounds Coffee, and we are brought to you, uh, again, not live, but uh, broadcasting from the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor. And uh, I, of course, am not here on my own. You've already heard my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is <gasps> the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the uh, Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Queen of the Monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ashes von Nightmare. She has <gasps> Cheez-Its stuck in her teeth. She does. She was just <laughs> eating my Cheez-Its. The, uh, you know, ex- you would think I would, like, be smart. Full stop. You would just think I would be smart, uh, but I'm not. No, you would think I would learn, like, A, not to eat, like, right before you record. And I mean, like, right before you record. But definitely don't eat, like, I don't know. Cheez-Its. Cheese, yeah, yeah. Cheese, I mean, cheese I ate kind of stay with you a while. I you know ate I mean? them a couple hours ago when we first sat down they to like talk really about get Dead up of in Winter. Your teeth and like in your gums and stuff like that. They kind of like hide away to kind of rem- you know you a, a little something to remember them by. You know, a couple of hours later, you're like, oh yeah, I had cheeses. Yeah, these are the extra toasty cheddar jack. Oh my god! So Can we talk about goddamn these addictive. Because, uh, so I I love the to- I love cheeses. I really love the toasty Cheez-Its. Those are my favorite. However, they now came out with the toasty Cheddar Jack, and uh, it is, like, just, ugh. They're so good. My favorite snack food is popcorn. I love popcorn. But, like, this may be giving, especially smart food. I oh, the white cheddar smart food. Like, oh, so good. Uh, but this may be giving popcorn a run for its money right now. But, yeah, we... Uh... Enough about Cheez-Its. Snacks aside, (laughs) um, we are, unless Cheez-Its wants to sponsor us, in which case we will take all the Cheez-It money. Oh, my God. We will will spend an hour just eating Cheez-Its. Nothing else, just crunching Cheez-Its on air, which would be compelling uh, podcasting. Actually, maybe I'll start an OnlyFans, and that's what I'll do. I'll just, like, mow down on Cheez-Its, just, you know, wearing a bathrobe and Cheez-Its. We have uh, a lot of stuff that we've been dealing with the last couple of uh, weeks that is finally coming to a culmination. Uh, So this weekend at Dead of Winter, you've heard the ads, you've heard us talking about it, you've seen us posting about it on Facebook. This weekend coming up, uh, so this is going to air February 22nd, Um, Dead of Winter is going to be February 25th, so just a few days from now. And I finally finished 
editing and color grading as best as my abilities will allow me. Ash's debut, uh, directorial debut film, which will be having its world premiere at the dead of uh, winter horror festival. And we are so excited because uh, aside from the two of us who have watched it about 135 times, trying to nitpick ourselves into hating it um, and, you know, remove any mistakes, you know, and we've come to hate our own creation and now we know how God feels. Um, but we, uh, only one other person has seen it and that is uh, our guest who is going to be on later on today uh, in this episode, James Lamond, who is uh, the uh, head of, uh, it came from the 508 Productions who, along with us at Magenta Manor and Manny J Media, will be putting on the Dead of Winter Horror Festival uh, this Monday, uh, Sunday. Jesus, no, not Monday. Uh, but we are super, super excited to have Ash's premiere, and this has been a couple of, like, nonstop editing weeks, and luckily we were off Monday because that was, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, thanks, Presidents having a day yes giving me the day off so that was uh the 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 editing has been intense uh and i don't mean that i had a tent over me while it while i was doing it that's not not that type of intense so i know we mentioned last week that we were going to be talking about barbie this week but we decided that it would be more fitting especially because we are crunch time right now um it would be more fitting to talk about the dead of winter horror festival and for some of you who maybe haven't purchased their tickets yet or are kind of on the fence about things or something, maybe try to try to persuade you a little bit to, to come and support and have a good fucking time. Yeah, I mean, between all the different vendors and and uh, filmmakers and, you know, just there's, cosplayers, there's so much that's going on. Uh, tickets are going Super fast. We only have one vendor table as of this recording uh, remaining. So we're yeah. limited with our VIPs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Two thirds of the VIPs are gone. Uh, VIPs. And tickets are still available. And I believe there should be tickets at the door. However, you want to save yourself some time. Get your and stuff ahead of time. That, yeah. Purchase your tickets ahead of time. Because it'll save you from being in this long line. You'll be able to get into the venue faster, get to see the vendors quicker, get up to the films, and really take in everything that the day has in store for you. Yeah, because a lot of people have been working really hard behind the scenes to put this together, ourselves included. I mean, between Dead of Winter, and I know we've mentioned it the last couple of weeks, but between Dead of Winter, shooting and editing and scoring and color grading, uh, your film like that you and I have been working on and now the day before dead of winter I'm filming another another short so now prepping for that like there's just so much going on and next week will be free and easy we'll have all of this stuff done completed behind us and we can kind of go at a leisurely pace for about three minutes because we are book solid through March 2 yeah <laughs> no, i'm i'm really excited 
We have a lot of really fun stuff coming up. Um, cannot wait to share it all with you guys, of course. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be giving you updates as we go along. I just think it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm trying to wrap my head around this fact. Like, I... So I, I had the concept for my film last year. Uh, I, I don't actually recall when, but, like, I, I, I knew what I wanted to do, and I had a fully fleshed-out concept, um, you know, uh, for the most part. We filmed, because we had a lot of stuff going on, we filmed Patsy's... Uh, film in, last summer in July and so we were doing a lot of promotional stuff for that when it premiered in September and then it was really just you know September October November December just all craziness just kind of all mashed together uh, so we was busy and I figured that this winter like after the holidays winter uh, would be a really good time to film my film. So I needed some time to get some stuff together. So we decided uh, we would film on Saturday, February 3rd. And we did. And this film is premiering 22 days later at the Dead of Winter Horror Festival in Worcester, Massachusetts. Like that, I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around that fact. Um, the fact that we were able to do everything in less than a month in like three weeks, less than three weeks. Yeah, because we were no, also three weeks. We were also. I can do math. Well, no, because it went from the fourth to the twenty fifth. No, 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 no. That's not how long we f spent. We filmed on the fourth. No, we filmed on the third. Well, so we filmed on the third. It went into the fourth. Well, and, no, filming didn't go into the fourth though. And we clean up did. I had it finished and done. Technically, the, uh, the the morning of the twenty first, but the twentieth, so fifteen days, fifteen days, so a little over two weeks. We had a poster, we had a trailer, we had it scored, we had all the sound effects, we had all the music, we had the color grading, we had everything done. It's uploaded. Oh my god! You two know, weeks. You know, two I weeks. I honestly, so this has been just a crazy learning opportunity i have learned so much and have now a clearer vision of just the overall process itself to take into my next project which there will be more projects oh yeah it's just a matter of 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 when um but uh i i just i just i i, I want to just like reiterate this point we completed the film in two weeks from shooting to final uh, final cut um, while also planning a horror convention and planning another film and working a full-time job. Like, this wasn't just like, oh, we were able to do it because we just have all the time in the world. I want people to understand that... We were able to do all this. Because we don't sleep. <laughs> no. Like, it's wild how much we have accomplished in the past 
now two and a half weeks. But to be completely honest with you, like I for sure thought that the most difficult part of filmmaking was was the pre-production, like all of the prep and stuff beforehand, all the things that you have to do, the organization, the lists, you know, everything that you have to do before you actually film the film, you know, to get everything in place and double check, triple check, lists for fucking everything. I thought that was the most difficult part. Oh, no, no. It is not. It is not the pre-production. It is not the production. It is the post-production. When you are sitting there, staring at your film, nitpicking it to death, trying to make it as perfect as you possibly can, growing just this sheer disdain for this thing that you've worked so hard on because you've just seen it over and over and over. I am so sick and tired of looking at my own face. I get that a lot from other people that they are tired of looking, usually from you. Like I, I, I don't know how people do this, you know, and, and do it, you know, and I, I guess everybody's different, you know, and again, maybe this will come with experience and whatnot. Maybe I'll get better at kind of, you know, removing my ego a little bit from the post-production and looking at the um looking at the product as a as a whole versus sitting there and just looking at every single little like it's like oh i wish i could go back and film that oh i wish i had done that better oh we should have fixed the lighting oh you know it's but again like it was it was a wonderful experience it was a lot of fucking work. It was a long day. Um, you know, Patrick and I did everything ourselves. I think the thing that I'm most proud of is the special effects, which if you are at the Dead of Winter Horror Festival, you will be able to see all of this and then some because there's going to be some other great films that we'll talk about a little bit. That know. was the biggest takeaway from James having seen your film was he was sh pleasantly shocked at the special effects that you did um yeah so i i don't know i i'm i'm done i'm done like it's it's done it's finished i'm not going to touch it anymore well maybe a little bit once i see it like on a big screen i might tweak a couple of small things you know if the sound doesn't doesn't hit right or 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 something but like aside from that i'm i'm done i'm not going to touch it anymore i'm going to just let it be and see what happens because as mr james lamont reminded me and we're going to hear from him in a little bit um it's not about us you know we make art to entertain others and so it's not about how how we feel about it it's about how others feel about it and you know if they enjoy it you know uh, whatever their takeaway from vi you know seeing your art is so um yeah so i mean you know I, at the end of the day if i can make a couple people laugh like that's cool i think you're gonna make the entire crowd uh laugh because this is a really funny film uh in addition to being abjectly horrifying uh i think it's awesome um I yeah so i don't want to talk too too much about it because like i said it hasn't even no one has seen it yet outside of us and mr lamont who we will be talking about to... it next week though uh 
maybe, maybe a little bit. We'll be talking about the reception. We'll be talking about Dead of Winter in general, but I want to talk about your film in specific specificity next specificity, week. Specificity—that's a word. Yeah. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to chat with uh, James Lamond, uh, frequent guest of the show and good friend of ours, and uh, we're going to talk some Dead of Winter. So we'll be right back. Larry, did you press the button? I have pressed several buttons. You were supposed to press the record button. Well, I don't know. Maybe I did press the record button. I pressed all kinds of buttons. This thing has more buttons than a submarine. And right now, you are pressing my buttons. They're supposed to be a little light or something. There are lots of little lights. Oh, my. <coughs> Hi, this is Linda Sugarbaker Donovan. And this is Larry Donovan Capricorn. And we are the co-chairs of the Lazarus Nook Homeowners Association. As well as founding members of the Lazarus Nook Community Theater Group. Not to mention the stars from the upcoming It Came from the 508 Productions film Stakes, a New England vampire story. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Lamond. We are here to invite you to our next fundraiser. Because we put the fun in fundraiser. It is the Dead of Winter Horror Festival taking place at Mechanics Hall in Worcester on Sunday, February 25th. So make sure to get your vendor passes and VIP tickets because those things are selling faster than Meemaw's special peach sangria at the church fair. For tickets and more information, go on your little phone or your computer, your iPad, and head on over to the Dead of Winter Horror Festival Facebook group or event page. And tell them Linda and Larry sent you. And we are back. Uh, thank you for sticking around. I know this is going to be a quick episode because we have so much going on, uh, like we talked about in our opening, and we're going to talk about a little bit more now. Uh, so joining us as our special guest is uh, Mr. James Lamond from uh, It Came From The 508 Productions, who is uh, you know, pretty much spearheading this whole uh, endeavor. Because yeah i i think you know between all mm -hmm. of us like everybody's got their roles but you know you've pretty much been the point person which is good because i don't think we could have uh added anything else to our plates over the last month and a half um so this is not your first time joining us on uh either this show or any of our uh fun horror trivia nights um so thank you for uh coming back and taking some time out of your busy schedule always always I'm a, I always got time for you guys. You know. So this weekend, it's and it's funny because we actually just got off a dead of winter meeting. Mm -hmm. um, we have the uh, the film schedule finalized. We have the vendors finalized. Uh, we have the floor plan all set. We have the programming ready to go. So now that we know everything, and we've been releasing all of our our you know our vendors and our sponsors and our guests and our hosts. What can people expect this weekend, James? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Wait, What's this weekend? <laughs> I have plans this weekend. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Dead of winter, man. Um, geez, man, we've been talking about this thing for so long. We've been planning it for so long. When anybody asks me that question, we're like days away now. I just go, oh, we're doing stuff. 
No, um, Dead of Winter, man. I don't know. This has been like the dream, right? This has been the dream for all of us to to like bring in a new evolution of the film festival convention shtick. The whole plan. We we we've really rethought how to approach it from the ground up and do something way more interactive, I think, and way more integrated because I think my biggest gripe with um the standard approach to your convention or your film festival or stuff is that your vendors and your show floors all the way over here and your film festivals all the way over here and it's kind of like behind a janitor's closet sometimes you got to get a map out and like hunt it down like where's the film festival we're not doing that obviously as you guys definitely know it's much grander um and we've done a lot to focus on making sure everybody is aware of where everything is and where things are when things are happening and also giving everybody ample time to do it all because that is definitely the biggest problem with conventions in my opinion too is that there's an overload of stuff to do and not enough time in the day to do it all so we've worked in a lot of key implementations to do it all and I think that's really what sets Dead of Winter apart from all of these other events that are happening, you know, not to knock these other events because we go to them, we love them, we're going to continue to go to them, but Dead of Winter is really taking into consideration the fan experience mm -hmm. where other shows don't necessarily do that. No, I agree. Yeah, I, think not, that... I was going to oh, say, go uh, to, to kind of build on that, like we're not just looking to um cram as many vendors and as many people into the space that, that we can you know we're not going to have people like you know out in hallways or you know because we've oversold it's like we knew exactly what we can do and how we can maximize our flow so that everyone has an enjoyable experience absolutely absolutely i think i think that was probably our biggest hurdle throughout the process of this, this whole thing and finding the right venue Thank you, John, wherever you may be. Thank you. Thank you, Manny J Media, our, our partner company. Um, is, is just finding that right place, man. It was that that's I mean, we toiled over that for months, trying to looking at every venue in the area, going, is our plan gonna apply here? And most of them were a resounding no. And then we found this miracle, <laughs> this yeah. miracle place called Mechanics mm -hmm. Hall, and which was like tucked two blocks behind the dcu center like you mm -hmm. know it's been a rock and shock i mean that's like we're going home man like that's awesome. we're, we're, we're right between the palladium and the dcu center yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy how how many parallels have been getting drawn between that show and this show and i think that's awesome but to, to touch on what ashes was saying about not considering the fan experience i think there's shows and i think you immediately know like we've all been doing this convention thing for a long time. We both on both sides of the table. We, we we've done it for a while. We know you can tell immediately when you walk in, you can tell when a show is done with a love of the genre of the fans and of the people that prop it up. Like the, the, the vendors, the, the, the spine of everything. And you can tell immediately when a show doesn't give a shit about any of that. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's not there's not a hard line. Right. <coughs> Rhode it's Island Comic Con. <coughs> I mean, I wasn't gonna say it, but we're saying it. Yeah, altered reality entertainment. Let's just call it call it what it is. They don't give a fuck about anybody. No, no, they don't. They don't give a, a hot good goddamn about anyone or anything. On the other side of that coin, you have something awesome like Monster Expo and Happenstance and what everything mm-hmm. that they do, which is very user or end user oriented. And I, I love them. I love George. I love Joe. I think they do amazing shows. They'll both be there at Dead of Winter this this Sunday, um, which I think is great too, because that's another part of this is just getting the whole fam together. Like that's very important. But when you talk about end user experience and everything is just stacked on top of each other, the aisles are too thin because they wanted to get that extra row of vendors. They don't take into account how long some celebrity lines might actually end up being. And they block off vendors all weekend that paid four digit sums to be there. It's like, what Mm -hmm. the frig man? Like you you can swear. It's fine. Okay. Well, what the fuck? Yeah, what the no, and and I agree. Like that's that's one of those things, you know, and it's the corporatization of uh, the convention scene, especially if there's like some sort of sponsor, like what you see done in like sports venues all over the country, like Fenway Park or or uh, you know TD Garden, where they pull out the seats and then they bring in slightly smaller seats. So it's like, all right, we can get one more seat in per row, but like a gentleman of my carriage uh, cannot sit comfortably in that seat because it's too small. It's not wide enough, you know, and then they push the seats together. So now you can't comfortably walk. Like if you have to go to the bathroom or you want to get up and get concessions, you're climbing over everyone else Mm -hmm. in that row. Like, it's that's kind of what it's been like on a lot of these conventions because it's like we want to p- pack as many people as we can in here and mm-hmm. you know you know if we get shut down by the fire marshal and people can't come in because you know even though they've paid you know hundreds of dollars for their vip experience and their their photo ops and everything well too bad sucks to be you you're gonna miss out on that experience i mean like Let's just be real. Most of our region convention experiences have been in a severe decline. Yes. This is true. Yes. And they've been in a severe decline since Rock and Shock, unfortunately, went the way of the Dodo. And they will continue to be in a severe decline because everyone is trying to be the next rock and shock but they missed the memo on what made rock and shock so special they didn't get the point Mm -hmm. they thought if we just get as many celebrities as we can as many vendors as we can we can get stack this thing as high and wide as possible we'll recapture that experience and that is not what made rock and shock succeed what made rock and shock succeed was the care the genuine care that kevin and his team put into making that a special experience 
you could walk into Rock and Shock and you could shop that whole vendor floor and not get blocked by one line or anything. Those guys were aces at floor management. Period. The best, the best I've seen, and I've I've been to a lot of conventions. Still, the best I've seen, and they did it every year with tens of thousands of people coming to it and they still nailed it every time because they cared they cared about the vendors they cared about the patrons they cared about the celebrities they cared about the bands that played at the palladium they made sure everybody was taken care of in the most reasonable way possible and you know what i we are following in those footsteps and i'm not ashamed to say it that's we are applying that level of care to Dead of Winter, which is yeah, why and, people have responded to it so well. I was going to say, and that's the, that's a testament, like because people know us, and a lot of the people who are attending this, a lot of people who are vending this, these are all people that we know from the convention scene. These are all people that we've crossed paths with and become friends with. Like, that's how we met, is Rock and Shock. And when, you know, you, you have this... You know, I keep explaining it to people like eight weeks ago, no one knew that this existed. Four weeks ago, tickets weren't on sale. And with zero celebrity guests, you know, outside of, you know, the, 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 you know, New England horror scene, like, you know, us filmmakers and, and whatnot, we have crushed our ticket sales. All our vendor tables are gone. Most of our VIPs are gone. You know, in, less than a month it hasn't yep. been four weeks at this point and nope. it'll it'll literally be four weeks the day of right mm -hmm. and that's when tickets went on sale four weeks ago and we just got we've been you know we have two different articles uh published about us uh manny j they were on uh wgbh today like sitting down for an interview so all kinds of media have been a part of this and i think like the the big thing is all of us coming together where it's you know magenta manor and it came from the 508 we're like we have to put something on because we have something we want to share with everyone and we want to invite those people into our circle who have been supportive of us and people that we want to support so it's like a mutually beneficial thing mm -hmm. and then when manny j media got into it they're like, you know what? We, you know, we've been looking for an event that we can have at Mechanics Hall that's different. And even Mechanics Hall, like when we had our walkthrough and we were talking with all their folks, they're like, yeah, like we're, you know, we do a lot of, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, music and and events and weddings and things like this. But they didn't really have anything like what we're doing. So they were almost oh, as yeah. excited as we were about this whole whole concept. Exactly. Um, and I mean, why just shout out to John, Manny, and Leanne over at Manny J. They've been nothing short of incredible. Um, every every piece of the machine on, on, on the creative team, the executive team, it, this just would not have been possible without any of it. And you guys have gone above and beyond. Five, my 508 team has gone above and beyond without fucking question. Manny J Media has gone above and beyond. And again, it's just, I think it shows. Like, 
when you have like that overwhelming positivity and that overwhelming confidence and this is what we're doing this is and we're going to get it done people they they're attracted to that people want to be a part of that they want to mm-hmm. they want to come they want to see what we're doing and i think 100% that this team made it just sparkle i don't know i don't have another word for it they 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 spit shine this thing to perfection every detail's been coded covered and all again for the end user experience we're not trying to cater to any specific group we want the fans to come and have a good time we want the filmmakers to come and feel like they're having a good time the big wigs and you know fancy people that are going to be showing up i want them to have a good time i want everybody to have a good time i don't care so much about making all that money that doesn't matter money comes money goes goodwill good people creating a good community you can't you can't buy that i think it really says something about you know collaborative efforts you know any one of us could have tried to put this on ourselves but the fact that we're all working together to bring this to life, you know, to show people, hey, look what we have to offer. Like, look what New England has, look what Worcester has, you know, like, I think that really says something, you know, and I know a lot of people are trying to do things just themselves. And yeah, some of them are very successful. But I think people need to start thinking a little bit more towards the, you know, collaborative effort, you know, start thinking more about collaborations than just being in it for themselves. Because it, I think right, that's right. when you really succeed. I say it also helps that we had, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase a uh, a term that that you uh, coined the other day, James. But it's uh, John's weaponized positivity, like absolute. just that absolute, like mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to do this. I'm so happy that we're part of this, like just such goodwill, like you guys are saying, like goodwill, positivity, optimism, uh, determination, because, you know, clearly like from never knowing us, like we didn't know that each other existed a couple months ago. And from that point, like he has thrown himself headlong into supporting our endeavor yet like yes it does help him as well like and he's a huge part of it but like that's not why he's doing it that's none of us are doing this for personal gain like you were saying james it's it's not about we all miss rock and shock and judging by the outpouring of support uh and and interest and desire to attend this uh event so does everybody else I'd say so. I I would certainly say so. I mean, let's let's just cut it to the quick. It wasn't an accident we put this in Worcester. No. <laughs> it wasn't an accident. It wasn't it wasn't happenstance or ha, happenstance. Hi, shout out George. Um <laughs> it it wasn't happenstance or dumb luck that it's two blocks from the DCU center. Like duh. In like, one of the oldest buildings in Worcester with like we boosted ticket sales when we posted the picture of this is where our 
films will be screening. This is the room. It's like, this is where they have like proms and graduations and weddings. And we're using it as a platform to showcase New England filmmakers. Like it is an absolutely gigantic room where we could fit. What what was the capacity for that room? 1400 people. Something Um, like that. Something like that. It's a, it's obscene. It's a, it's absolutely obscene. We're we're only using the the, the base floor, and the balcony is only going to get used in like absolute like space emergency. Like we're we're so sold out that we have to go up there, kind of thing. But um, God, I mean, we've got six hundred chairs on the floor, and I'm starting to get a little concerned that that's not going to be enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean our our VIP people like we keep having people like what do, what do you get for a VIP pass? So explain to folks at home who maybe are on the fence, you know, and they have a couple of days, what's the difference between buying just a regular $20 admission ticket compared to what you would get with the $45, which is still an amazing deal. Like good luck finding that at any other convention. $45 VIP pass. Um, okay. Uh well, let's hope you can get one. Uh <laughs> as, <laughs> as 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 of this recording, uh there aren't a lot left at all. Um, so let's hope you can get one. But if you can secure yourself a VIP pass, you get your VIP lanyard, which gives you access to the VIP seating area, which means you'll be a bung. The filmmakers, actors, all all the really awesome, awesome people that create this really awesome stuff that we make here in New England. You will also get a Dead of Winter t-shirt. So you'll be super cool because that's that's how you be cool. You, you wear a Dead of Winter t-shirt. You get an exclusive poster for this piece of shit movie um, that just... <laughs> complete jerk off wrote and directed i i don't know it's called stakes a new england vampire story i was kidding it is a our first joint production between it came from the 508 magenta manor productions and gorilla girl productions our first feature length um i might know where you're going to be able to watch the, the premiere of the trailer for that as well um but you get this wicked awesome exclusive poster with the first still from the movie on it that no one else on the planet has seen because we have not shared a damn thing about it from Chris Butler designs. Chris Butler is the art director for stakes and he makes incredible, incredible, incredible horror based original art. Awesome posters. He's got a really awesome line of coloring books. Now Um, he will be vending at dead of winter as well. So you guys can go check out his stuff if you want. And then finally, my favorite part of the VIP package. We thought about this for a little while. We really powwowed on it and decided that we wanted to give people something that was fashionable, functional, but also like something that people at cons generally desperately need a tote bag. I love oh, I that. thought you were going to say deodorant. <laughs> That was second. Dead of Winter, the deodorant was right behind the flamethrower. Deodorant of Winter. Yeah. The the Dead of Winter deodorant and Dead of Winter flamethrower almost made it in, but they get a tote bag. Next next year, the dead odorant. Yes. But if you go to a lot of cons, you know the drill. You, You go in, you find a bunch of cool stuff you want. 
you don't have anything to carry it in. So your arms are full of crap. Like you're going out to the car three or four times. We got you. We got you. It's a nice big tote bag. You can fit all your stuff. Um, and but what about, what about keeping the poster safe? Oh no. All the posters are in their own individual cardboard roll. You don't have to worry about that. We got you covered. We've got you covered. Your posters will not get wrecked. As a matter of fact, go buy more posters because the tube's pretty big. You can fit a bunch in there. <laughs> that was that was one of the things I wanted to make sure we mentioned because that's <clears throat> we've been to several events where it's like, hey, you're getting a poster, and it's like awesome. Where, where am I? Am I to put it? <laughs> it's got a rubber band on it, so I guess it'll just rip around the rubber band by the time I get home because I don't have anywhere to put this. Awesome. Nope. We thought of that. This is what we're talking about when we're saying like we're really concerned and you know we're cognizant of the uh, fan experience for lack of a better term. Like we want to make sure the people who are attending are taken care of. How many bars do we have? Five. No. Yeah. Three. 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 But big but but they're big bars. We we changed we changed the layout a little bit from having like two bars in the like when you guys come to Dead of Winter, you're gonna go upstairs to the Great Hall to watch the movies. The back room, the Dickens room, is going to be a big bar. Just one big stadium style bar. Plenty of capacity, three bartenders, like they'll have your backs. The mechanics hall's got you covered. There's also a the in in the water in the washroom room in the gallery of gore, if you will. There's a big bar. Well, that's where the vendors will be. And that's where the vendors will be. Yes, downstairs. And then I believe there will be a bar station in the black carpet area as well. So it'll be three so bars, and they're big bars. We are all set. We have multiple videographers, multiple photographers. We yep. have people who are going to be posting to, you know, various social media platforms. We have newspaper people. Like this is going to be fully interactive. We have a lot of we have what? Uh, five premieres going. Five world, world premieres. premieres. Um, I'll run them down. It'll be fun. So, world premiere stuff. We've got Pocket Money from Alex DiVincenzo is a Dead of Winter world premiere. The Evil Unleashed by Psycon Productions, the guys who made Plaga Zombie American Invasion, world premiere. Um, what else is a world premiere? There's a ton of world premieres. I'm trying to think of all the stuff off the top of my head. Just kidding. <laughs> Our own. Ashes of Magenta Manor, Manor Productions, Sweet Dreams will be the world will be world premiering in our final block of the evening. And I save I save mine to last, um, because I'm an egotistical prick. <laughs> and uh, so I've said it a couple of times now. I just want to reiterate it for the Throwdown Thursday audience. Our first feature film, Stakes, A New England Vampire Story. You will see the first reveal in a trailer at Dead of Winter. That is going to happen. And I want to I want to preface this by saying I am so excited. <laughs> how clandestine this thing has been. We are in it and have yet to lay eyes on it. Oh yeah, like, no. We, we had contact so cool. because we were there when it was filmed, 
but we have not seen the final product yet. And Ash's film, the only person who has seen it outside of Ash's and myself is you because you had to watch it and put it into the uh, the block, the programming block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we so actually have... Uh, stuff is being played real close to the chest for this festival. Yeah. We have, yeah. Uh, we have back-to-back Magenta Manor uh, films. So my short, Killing with Kindness, will be playing. And right after that is when Ash's premiere comes up. So you're going to see that Magenta Manor logo twice. And then right back behind... And then right behind that. Right behind that, I'm doing two one night only screenings of the director's cuts of my first two movies. I love that. I love that so much. It's uh, I I I thought about it for a while, and I was like, well, I have these like they're cool, they're 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 awesome. Um, I'm I'm really proud of, you know, what we did with them in the in and in the end. But I was like, what do we do with them? I was like, do we do we release them? Like, do do we put them up on digital? I was like, that all just sounds really kind of boring. Like, let's do something nuts. And then Dead of Winter started getting talked about, and I was like, let's throw the director's cuts in the mix. Never show them again. Fuck it, throw them in the vault. I mean, we and have the, we have the Blu-ray. I mean, have the Blu-ray of the director's cut. No. Because the only chance that people are going to have to see the director's cut of both of these films is at Dead of Winter. And I love the fact that you are a man of your word, that this is the only chance they will have to see this. And then nothing is going to happen. They're going to get vaulted. I'm going to make a fistful of Blu-rays for the team of them, just for funsies. But unless you're like really cool with somebody and it came from the 508 and like hang out at their house, Nope. Sorry. It's never going on streaming. It's never going on our digital service. It's never going to be released anywhere else. We're going to vault them and it's game over. If you're not there, too bad. And I found it funny because when we first started this, when we first announced that, somebody complained. Yep. Like, oh, if you don't ever. So if I don't get to Dead of Winter, I can never see those. They're terrible marketing. It's like, well, not really because. Those movies have been available on Blu-ray for respectively like three years now. Mm-hmm. We have how many different copies that we have VHS, we have Blu-ray, VHS, DVD, DVD, Blu-ray, and we have the special edition yeah. of the two of them. Yeah, and then you have the double feature. V- you have the yeah, double feature the VHS, yep. the double feature Blu-ray, which yep. comes with Pro. You have the single Blu-rays of both. Yep. Um. And the DVD, yes, yes, that that we did one run of DVDs before we switched over to Blu-ray. Yeah, I've got like every every iteration that has come out. I have all the things, and I know it makes you sad, PJ, that you can't you can't get these on Blu-ray too. Well, you said you're making a run of Blu-rays. I assume I'm getting one. Yeah, but it's just going to be like, like it's not going to have like cover art or anything, bro. I don't care. gonna be like written in sharpie like good luck one last kill grindhouse, <laughs> grindhouse cut like one last kill is spelled wrong <laughs> exactly the e's backwards. backwards yeah exactly stuff like that I got like, the porno like, version one last fill yeah yeah it's not gonna be fancy like this this truly is the one and only time anybody outside of our inner circle is ever gonna be able to see these because 
I'm I'm crazy. And these movies have been out for a while, and I want to give them the proper send-off that they deserve because I'm going to announce it now. I was going to say it on stage, but this is the last time. This is the last time those movies are ever going to screen anywhere. Both wow. versions of One Last Kill in the box. This is it. They had they had a great run. They did a lot of stuff. We won a lot of awards. One Last Kill made a lot of people upset, and I got yelled at, and death threats and all kinds of stuff for stuff. I'm proud of everything we did with those movies, but it's time to put that behind us. And we're going in a new, we're going out, we're going forward with our new stuff with stakes beneath the red umbrella. It's time to just put those to bed. And this is the best way to do it. And speaking of beneath the red umbrella, I also heard that you might be making an announcement about season two at dead of winter. That's true. That is true. We will be giving, we will finally be confirming outside of the thing, both the names of every episode and the release date. So nice. that, that, that will happen. Um, It'll, it'll pop up somewhere in the program somewhere. Oh yeah. It'll happen. Um, Yeah, no, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. We, I, I, I put uh, personally, as far as like my own creative stuff, I put both ankles and my wrists into this thing. Like, mm-hmm. bet big and hope for the best. You know, you know, and there's some prizes that we haven't even announced yet that you won't know until you, you show up the day up. Yeah, yeah you got to be there and experience it firsthand. So a I lot think of it is one time only too. Yeah, yeah. So this is probably a pretty good spot for us to uh, wrap this up. Uh, we need to prepare for the weekend. James, you need to prepare for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for taking the time and, and you know, hopping on with us for a little yeah. bit. And uh, especially Happy. after we already spent two and a half hours uh, talking about this. So um, we hope to see you guys this weekend, uh, February 25th, Sunday, Mechanics Hall in Worcester. Um Street parking is free on Sundays, so there's that. Um, but there's plenty of parking spaces all around. There's garages. There's everything. So, and it's supposed to be like 45 and sunny. So, good, uh, good day to you know park your we car and you know, maybe walk a block. We won't be lacking. That's for damn sure. We won't be lacking. There'll be plenty. The weather looks awesome. The parking's awesome. The 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 location's awesome. It's come on down, celebrate horror, celebrate New England horror with all of us crazy, crazy bastards that just one day decided to say, let's put on a goddamn convention. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, we will be right back. Oh, no, we're not. Yeah, we're not done done. Oh, I thought we were done done. Oh, okay. Do you want to be done done? Oh, we can do a quick thing. Yeah. That's fine.
And we are back. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that interview with James. And, you know, I'm hoping that if you were maybe on the fence about uh, attending Dead of Winter, that after listening to this, you're like, you know what? I really want to go. Or if you're not able to attend this year because maybe you live across the country, maybe you live in, in Canada or or California or Chicago or, uh, I don't know, uh, someplace that's not close, Connecticut. Well, Connecticut's not far, but I just, <laughs> I just wanted another, another place in Colorado, Cozumel. I'm just only coming up with words that start with C. Uh, and I know some of you be like, oh, but you said Chicago. Chicago starts with a C. Just saying. doesn't have a hard C at the beginning. It has a shh, but it's a C-H, so uh, Google your maps. <laughs> um, Great. But no, do take to heart the fact that, you know, this event is being put on by people who love conventions, who love film festivals, who, you know, love New England horror, who love, you know, this community so much, this independent horror community that we have all of the filmmakers and, and artists and vendors and cosplayers and everything. Everything has been carefully curated, even the music that's going to be playing throughout most of the venue, you know, and the venue itself. There's so much character to Mechanics Hall. You know, we I think I may have mentioned this on the show before we walked in and, you know, we anticipated having to, you know, decorate and do all this stuff. And there's really not much we have to do because it naturally has such character, this almost like haunted mansion type vibe to it. Oh, it's yeah. The ambiance is perfect for right? what we're trying like, to it do. It is such a vibe that is it really isn't seen at other conventions, you know, so we're bringing that as well. Kind of, you know class in the place up a little bit i don't know maybe take a shower put on a fresh shirt before you go uh but it's it's really creating a different type of atmosphere um and ultimately creating a familiar atmosphere too you know like we said this hole that has been made you know by the by the lack of rock and shock i mean other people have come really close but no one has really succeeded in in, in, in I don't think me, anyone ever really will. I was just going to say that. Let me let me preface this by saying I don't think anyone will actually replace Rock and Shock. There is no replacement for Rock and Shock. We because can, the, the best we can do right, is Right, because to like hope the bonds, to... I mean like we mentioned in the interview, like we met James Lamond and all of the fabulous fucking fantastic people from it came from the 508 Productions at Rock and Shock. You know, a lot of the friends that we have are friends Erica that we made. Erica and Dan and Alyssa and Mandy. Right, you know, all of these people, you know, we, we met them at Rock and Shop. People so that we're now making movies nothing's with. Gonna, nothing's going to replace that at all. But, you know, what we haven't really had is that feeling of community, community and belongingness in Worcester. Yes, belongingness. That's the... Uh... That's the word that we were looking for. You know, it makes sense. Okay? Inclusivitude. That's going to be the name of the belongingness and inclusivitude. Stop acting the, like a disgruntled pelican. I don't know what a pelican is. Pelican. You need to watch Shits Creek. I watch shits all the time. You take a lot of shits. I know. So, uh, <laughs> and that ties into your movie. But on that note, we're going to wrap things up next week. We're going to have a more normal show for us. You know, we'll get into some character discussion. Um, 
you know, but because the rush will be over and we'll be able to like kind of relax and breathe a little bit. But uh, until then, we, we will see you, see you next, next Thursday. Thursday.